Leading from the heart is what my next guest, Emma Vias, teaches as an omnipreneurial psychologist. She is a thought leader who guides the path for commercial success, leadership, well-being and positive impact. Emma is a renowned speaker on heart wisdom, human consciousness, spirituality, health, energy medicine and the science of Ayurveda. Let's find out more. Emma, welcome to Tea Time with me, Ali Monjak. So, busy week? Hi Ali, yeah, lovely to be here. Yes, it's definitely been a busy time overall. I'm sure you feel the same. Yes, I mean, things are definitely picking up, aren't they? You know, since the pandemic, since the, the lockdown, I mean, did you find that during the, the, the pandemic with your omnipreneurial psychologist work that you were very busy? Uh, yes, it was an odd time, really, to be honest, because I used to see one-on-one clients for mentoring. And so that definitely diminished, just, not, you know, because we could, of course, move to Zoom, but people want their privacy. There was a lot less going on for them. So, you know... Um, there wasn't the need in the same way, which was wonderful because it gave me a chance to get a lot of other stuff done, a lot of e-learning and on-demand stuff. So I was super, super busy throughout the time, but with lots of different projects. So it gave me a chance to take a step back and think about all the other things I wanted to do but never got around to doing that it gave me an opportunity to focus on. Brilliant. And I mean, this all started for you. You've, you've been, you know, being a psychologist for 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. Over 30 years. So I've been on a real journey, Ali. So started off sort of working for an organisation, then went into consultancy, uh, doing training, soft skills training, which, you know, they didn't always appreciate. But when I delivered, they kind of got it because I was so passionate about it. Um, But then I moved away from it and went into one to one sort of more therapy and mentoring and now I'm back full circle back in the sort of business world and really bringing these qualities back to business because the business is needed now more than ever yes I would say so and you know interestingly enough you were saying before that when you went to university they never even accepted or acknowledged that you know we we need to lead from the heart Absolutely. So, you know, trying to sort of write papers or do dissertations around it, you know, was just, you know, look, just don't even go there. My lecturers would be like, don't even go there because you're going to get marked down. Stick to what we know, which is about the brain and about the body and they're two separate things. And, you know, so it was really, really old school, old paradigm. They didn't acknowledge energy or consciousness or anything like that, let alone heart, because even heart energy is, is quite, I mean, it's always been around, of course, and we've always used it in terms of poetry and love, but to recognise that it is a real power, um, that's sort of been more recent, and that's been something I've been passionate about since my journey with psychology when I was 14 years old, so... Wow. So, um, and, you know, are you in the midst of writing any books or? Yes. So, so the number of projects we have, one is a, is a very 
sort of long-standing book that, you know, it's just taking me forever to get out because every time I think I'm there, there's always new information. Every time I speak on a podcast, something new comes to me or, you know, there's always just, and I've got to get over that. But so there's that book, there's a hard energy book, which is for the lay person to really understand how the hard energy works. And then we've got a number of sort of ebooks, and, you know, because we know that businesses don't have time to go through a big book. So just lots of smaller books that really highlight, focus on specific areas that people are more interested in. Well, that sounds absolutely amazing because, you know, energy is the key to everything, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think we're beginning to really, really recognise that and acknowledge it. And for a very long time, we knew energy was really something quite mysterious, very powerful. But we didn't understand energy in terms of the human body. We understood energy in terms of electricity. Um, and, you know, electricity was such a, a great kind of discovery I would say you know it was always around but we discovered how to harness it and I now say that when we learn to harness the hard energy that is when we are really really going to take our lives to the next level for a long time humanity despite all technological advances and advances in so many areas you know evolution really has to come from the human spirit and the human heart and I think that's going to be the next big discovery, like really learning to harness the energy. We understand that there is an energy that the heart emits and it creates an electromagnetic field. But when we learn what it really, really means and how to use it, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yes, and I would agree with you there. As I said to you uh, before the podcast, I am actually a Reiki master teacher. And mm -hmm. so, you know, in order to learn that, you have to learn how to meditate and different energies. Um, you know, for example, basic energies, uh, harmony, um, you know, focus and focusing your energy um so like a stronger energy but you know it's how you you would focus really um so it it is interesting isn't it because let's face it we're all made up of energy absolutely well it is the driving force of our lives you know breath and energy as it flows that's what gives us you know the energy to to be in the world to come to life and, and Reiki is beautiful because, you know, what you're doing is you're sort of tuning into the cosmic energy and bringing it on into the mind-body-heart connection, right? Because that's where healing happens, when there's an alignment between all the energies and how it corresponds with your personal journey. So, so I know you get a whole energy thing and it's so beautiful. And... Um, but it's more than that. We need to understand how it impacts the decisions we make and how we live our lives and how we can be much more connected to humanity because, you know, disconnect from humanity and ourselves is what causes diseases, but it's also what causes imbalances in the world and, and things start falling apart and feels like, you know, we're struggling with life. But it all comes from energy, ultimately. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. And that is something that you have literally taken into the boardroom, isn't it? You know, 
Absolutely, yes. That's what I'd like to think that, you know, more and more boards need to become aware of it and to start bringing it leadership into the the sort of, you know, top-down space where leaders recognise it, embody it and then start passing it on to others because it can never be the other way around because, you know, people generally, if they're working like somebody like yourself, you know, who works with energy as well as what you're doing, um, you keep that separate, don't you, a little bit, you know, there's the sort of business world and then there's the, the sort of healing or energy or that kind of work. And for a long time, I was kind of convinced by others when I was younger to do that, to keep it very separate. But then I just thought, no, that's not how it works. And I brought it together with great, great impact. And now I know the world is ready for the business world to really embody it as well. Mm, definitely so is that your ultimate goal is you know to to basically help people be running on the right energy to to give out positive impact to the world absolutely absolutely because you know when we understand energy and we understand hard energy and we understand that our hearts are connected to each and every heart of every living organism, then we no longer live just for ourselves and what's in it for us and what do we need to do to survive or to thrive. It becomes about the whole and how everything we do, every action we take, every decision we make has a ripple effect. And so how can we the, be the best version of ourselves so that we can have the best positive impact on the world around us and vice versa? Because we're not only influencing the world, but the world is influencing us. So you and I having this conversation, you know, my energy impacts you, your energy impacts me. And so if you are showing up as the best version of yourself, and really open to me and I'm showing up as the best version of myself and really open to you, we're going to have a greater impact together, right? And now you times that by about a million and a billion, you know, so yeah, I definitely think that that, that is my mission in life, to have a positive impact. Absolutely, because it, it's almost like a, a knock-on effect, isn't it? As you said, it will, you know, sort of... Um what's the word, cascade down, won't it, or cascade across. Um, absolutely. absolutely. It has such a, a ripple effect, as I call it. You know, you throw a pebble in the pond and before you know it, the ripples go all the way out. And uh, so, you know, what we do in terms of our own self-development, what we do in terms of growing our consciousness and expanding our energy field in a positive way, will absolutely have a positive impact on others around us, whether they're conscious of it or not. And the beauty is they don't have to be, right? You know, we all know sometimes you're around somebody, you just instantly feel nicer when you're around them. And then there are other people you're around and you instantly don't feel right, right? And that's energy, so, yeah. Yes, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree, as you know. So, absolutely. yeah, I, I think that's right. So, you know, what was it like trying to spread your message at first? Did, did you find that quite a difficult situation to deal with? 
Absolutely, absolutely. People don't want to hear it. And if they do, they want to hear it at a party. They certainly don't want to hear it in real life, you know. So it's a interesting concept, um, but in terms of well, how it's applicable to, to their lives was, was a challenge. And so that's why I just got on with doing. You know, there was no point trying to speak to people or trying to convince them. I just started really, really bringing about the changes in people's lives. Sometimes, you know, they would just not know what the journey was going to lead them to. But as they worked through lots of things, cleared their heart space, became really centered in their heart space, it had a real impact on life, business, relationships, you know, uh, wealth, prosperity everything just flew from there and so that became the thing that gave me the confidence to go the world is ready for this because after 30 odd years of working with it people were like gosh you know the work that I've done with you it has had such a positive impact on all these other areas that I didn't even think about because they might focus on one thing. They might come maybe for a relationship issue or they might come because they're struggling with a colleague at work or bullying or something. And ways where you work through it and you work through holistically, other things fall into place without even necessarily trying because it's about balance, right? And if one area of your life is out of balance, it's going to have a knock-on effect on other areas of your life and you don't even recognise the two are connected. So just working through some things just helped them immensely and that's how I sort of, you know, built up working with quite high-powered individuals who suddenly saw the positive impact of the work they were doing with me. Brilliant. That that sounds really good. Um, and also, again, you know, that has caused the ripple effect um, because I see your work as obviously being ongoing um, and something that actually flows with the state of energy, doesn't it? <clears throat> and that's what I say, Ali, that, you know, everything is contextual. And there isn't a one-size-fits-all for anything like this because, you know, it's, it's whatever is right in that moment. And the more we learn to trust ourselves, the more we learn to go with the flow of energy. And when we go with the flow of energy, it leads us where we need to be. Sometimes it's difficult. It's not always smooth sailing. But those difficulties get us to where we ultimately need to be, which is so wonderful. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I can completely relate with what you're saying. So, um, and it, it must be very interesting work with what you do as well. I mean, you must have people that come to you that have suffered complete trauma. And that's something that businesses need to recognise. Trauma impacts the whole person. And so therefore, it's not just about how it impacts their personal life. They can't leave it at the door when they get to work or certainly not now when they're working from home as well, more and more, you know. Um, and, and trauma has a real impact in terms of how we connect with other people or how we communicate and what decisions we make, how much fear we bring to the space. So working with trauma has been one of my, you know, sort of, you know, biggest sort of deepest work. And for people to just know that there's space to heal trauma. Often people don't deal with trauma. They want to put it aside and think, well, that's 
got nothing to do with my life as long as I'm, you know, successful in my business and, you know, etc, etc, or, you know, I have a good relationship, who cares? It's like, no, it does have an impact on every part of your being. Mm -hmm. And when you heal trauma, suddenly they see the world in a way that they didn't see before. It feels lighter, you know, because energy has a density to it. And so that has a direct impact on their ability to be creative, problem solving, whether it's in their personal lives or their business lives. So, you know, it's it's just, it's really important work. And for so long it's been relegated to, well, it doesn't belong in the real world. It's something you deal with on your own, you know, in your own time. And it's like, no, it absolutely belongs in the real world where everything is interconnected and we need to start addressing those traumas if we are going to have a healthy world and a healthy society. You are right. It's a shame we couldn't get you over to Russia, hey? But... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, the world needs it, right? You know, we're so... We have our eyes on Russia and Ukraine at the moment. But, you know, look at the last 50 years, like the wars in so many countries and, you know, and it all comes from fear and fear is a state of trauma, right? Any trauma that has been held, you know, over centuries in our ancestral sort of DNA, our genes, um, through our family history, we hold it in. And as fear grows, it impacts the whole society, it impacts the country and eventually the country's going to explode or implode. And, and that's part of what we're seeing in the world, you know, that everywhere, things, people, you know, the violence, it's not just countries at war, it's people, you know, and, and where does that come from? It comes from trauma, it comes from fear, it comes from being disconnected with the heart. Mm, absolutely, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it, it totally is and it, it's amazing those levels of energy as well isn't it that we just sort of I don't know we kind of don't deal with them sometimes you know people just don't deal with them they just acknowledge that you know they might have all you know acknowledgement is halfway there but it's not dealt with it it's just pushed aside you know, and the funniest thing I'll tell you, Ali, is, you know, part of my work with individuals is, you know, they sort of often will come to me, well, I don't have any traumas, you know, I just have this one problem. You're like, okay, well, that's interesting. Where does that come from? You know, have you ever experienced something like that before? And then the next thing, they're literally telling you this super big trauma that is absolutely, you know, categorically a trauma, something really big that would happen but in their mind, they've minimised it. And that's why they don't deal with it, because in their mind it's like, oh, that happened a long time ago. It's like, well, the body doesn't know that. The body is not aware of time. You know, the body is in the moment, in every moment. And if something happened to you 30-odd years ago, 20-odd years ago, it doesn't care. It still holds it as if it's now. And that's what people need to really understand. And they need to release it. Well, if they understand it, then yes, exactly. Then they can take the steps, but they don't realise that it's held there and they don't often realise that they can release it. You know, they go, yeah, but I know that happened. I'm okay that that happened. There's nothing I could do about it. It's like, 
no, there is something you can do, and that is to feel into it, you know, and to process it with a level of consciousness that you might not have had when you went through it. Mm, definitely. So it would be lovely to meet up in real life, actually, it really would. Absolutely. I'm in central London, so anytime yes. you are. I'll um, definitely, we're, we're, we'll arrange to do that. I, I'm actually in Berkshire, so. Um, not yeah. too far. Not too far, no not, no, not at all. So, I mean, you have been giving talks as well, haven't you? Um, because you are a thought leader of the time, you know, you're an omnipreneurial um, psychologist, entrepreneur. So it, it's... Um, what you know talk about those because you know it must be feeling the energy in the room must be you know quite um magical in a way yeah it's my favorite thing to do i think you know that's what really brings me to life so i the world changed with covid so of course everything went online a bit more um but yeah being in front of an audience and you know who are really ready to hear the messages and often they are because i'm able to bring the message about the heart and energy and you know what it means to be an omnipreneur um to to real life in a way that they can relate to it and for them to go yeah there's something here that i can work towards because we're here to grow and evolve um, and i love it i read the room i don't have a script i've never been a script person you know people say well you've got to have your talk ready in your presentation i've never been that person i know my stuff inside out i get in front of an audience and i will feel into energetically what they need to hear because there's always a theme people come together you know there's always some kind of thing that connects them whether it's a trauma whether it's a vision whether it's a dream whether you know it's their purpose whatever it is and that's what I feel into what do they need to hear what do they need to heal what do they need to let go of and where do they need to put their attention so they can grow and thrive and prosper. And and I, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love speaking in front of in front of people because of course I love my one-to-one -one work, but when you get in front of a, a bigger group of people, you have a greater impact just because there's that group energy, but you're also, you know, I get to speak to more than one person at a time and that's so powerful. And it's a different message, so people are a little bit reluctant at the beginning, but when they've heard me speak a number of times, they're like, okay, great, let's get you in. So it's wonderful. Mm, lovely. So you've travelled a bit with that, haven't you? I have, yeah. So I also do retreats and away days, and so, you know, I, I love travelling. It's in my blood. I'm originally from India, but brought up in the UK. Um, but yeah, so from America to Asia um, and through Europe, you know. Yeah, yeah lovely. So that, that, that's good. So, I mean, you know, what was it that you really thought that I've got to do this? What, what, what was your, your thoughts when, you know, because as I said, you were almost up against it, weren't you? Because nobody really was putting two and two together as far as energy was concerned what was it was it a vision was it so you know it's really interesting it's a great question Ali so I would say the simple answer is 
it, there was no thought. It was, you know, it's like when somebody just has a purpose. It's so clear to them. Nobody else can see it. But I could just see it so clearly. There was never any thought. It was like, oh, well, why isn't anybody talking about heart? Well, surely heart's got a big part to play in all of this. I was so, you know, um, and when I discovered psychology and just a lot about how the brain works, and I was just bemused because I was like, well, that's great. That's how the brain works. And what about how the heart works? You know, so it was always there. And I think I always had a very empathic kind of nature. So I was already in tune with a lot of people. I could feel trauma from a very young age. Um, and I knew that it needed healing because if I could feel it, then I could feel it for a reason. Nothing happens in this life without a reason, without a purpose. And the fact that I could feel such such sadness and pain around me growing up, when every, you know children are fundamentally happy and quite happy go lucky, and yet I could feel the sadness behind you know children's stories. And so, yeah, there was always a, a drive to help. So an empath, yeah. would you describe yourself as an empath? Yeah. Abso absolutely, yes. To, to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean by that, Ali, because it's like I sometimes do. it's just, well, I'm sure you do because you work with energy as well. It's, sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially with what's going on in the world, which is why I know big shifts need to happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, for, from uh, a healing energy point of view, I mean, where do you see that, you know, maybe we should all be pushing our energies? I think healing our own trauma. One of the things that I say repeatedly is healing ourselves is the greatest gift we can give humanity. Because, you know, the energy we carry in us is the energy we put out into the world. And if we are carrying wounds, if we are carrying trauma, if we are carrying anger, if we're carrying hurt, if we're carrying any sort of negative energy, it goes out into the world. And so we have to heal that on a deep, deep level so that we become a, a better conduit for positive energy. We become better kind of... Re both receptors and givers of that energy, positive energy. So when we do the work on ourselves, when we're willing to do the inner work, the outer world will be a better place to be in. Mm, definitely. And, and, you know, it's so interesting, this this word, isn't it, thought leader, um, it, it also falls in line with obviously using energies. But I don't think... Uh, that a lot of people really put the two together absolutely absolutely well what is thought where does it come from it comes from energy first and then it becomes a thought right so the inspiration is there and then then it becomes thought and the inspiration is from energy mm. yes yeah um so so that is um yeah it, it is so simple and and that's the problem I think that a lot of what well, we're all guilty of it we've created this whole sort of you know mess chaos almost around our energy Absolutely. without 
Mm. Same clear channels. Well, and also it's not our fault because, you know, it's what's been passed down ancestrally, it's been what's been passed down through society. We learn through example, right? So mm. when you feel it in the world around you, you absorb it and you take it on as if it's your own. That's why cultures are very similar. You live in England, you have a similar culture. You live somewhere in Asia, for example, you'd have a different culture and... And where does it come from? So we learn from each other. And I think, you know, yes, the mess, the energies have become very, very kind of enmeshed. And I think we need to unemesh ourselves and find out who we really are and, and find the best version of ourselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, can, I totally agree with that. And, it, it, you know, it's lovely for me today to have that, that affirmation from you um because you know you're you're frontline doing this you know you really are aren't you so thank you well that's so lovely that I can do that and it's so lovely to talk to you and voice some of my you know thoughts and feelings around it because I know you get it it's so easy to open up to somebody who isn't resistant who isn't asking like tricky questions who's just like yeah I see it I get it you know it just uh, creates an open conversation so thank you oh no worries at all and thank you so much for coming on the tea time sofa oh my pleasure Ali such a pleasure thank you and um, I'm sure I will have you back again at some point absolutely would be my pleasure and so how do people get in contact with you if they want to I have a website, it's hemavias.com and uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, hemavias and Instagram, social media. But um, definitely, you know, via the website, there's a community as well. If people are interested in this kind of work, uh, there's a free community where we share lots of podcasts and talks that I do and various meditations, etc. So if they go to the website, they can connect to my community, which is called Heart Renaissance. Lovely. I love the name as well. Thank you. Brilliant. Inspired by the lady who I work with, Tina. Yeah, oh, that, that's nice, isn't it? So, it's so lovely, yeah. Yeah, well, namaste. Namaste, Ali. Thank you so much. Look forward to chatting to my next guest. At the new time of Sunday evenings at 5pm. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn and Instagram. Just search for Tea Time with Annie Monjat. Bye for now.